a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Episode here number 167. Uh, big news from the governor's office today as he presented the update on the COVID virus as it makes its way here through Utah. And you and I continue our earnest battle against this invisible foe. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Good news today uh, in the numbers delivered by Governor Herbert. I'd point out uh, that Dr. Dunn, if you've been listening for the past hour or so here, you will have not heard uh, Dr. Dunn, state epidemiologist. Don't you worry, though. The governor addressed that. She's on vacation. She is right now taking a well-deserved, a well-earned vacation, and she'll likely be back here in the near future to to keep us informed. The governor, though, today uh, making the announcement that uh, the numbers – continue to look good. Specifically, uh, the seven-day rolling average remains uh, remains under 400. The rolling seven-day average for positive tests right now is 354. If you remember, the challenge, the most recent challenge laid down by the governor was to be at, at a sub-400 level in terms of the rolling seven-day average uh, by September 1st. So if we can stay this course and even improve it, you know, why not? Uh, uh, when September 1st rolls around, uh, then maybe we'll be able to forestall uh, forever a statewide mandate, the governor making it known in his last press conference uh, that that is still a tool in the arsenal. Uh, I was struck by much of what uh, the governor, as well as uh, Nate Checkett, deputy director of the Utah Department of Health, had to say, as well as a representative from Intermountain Healthcare. I want to walk through a few of the comments made uh, by the governor and these healthcare leaders that struck me uh, as important. As you know, uh, we are knocking on the door of uh, school time, right? There uh, is a district that has started today already. Uh, There will be a district starting on Monday, and then as the uh, weeks go on, uh, districts will uh, commence uh, activities, many of them uh, in person. And so uh, the governor started, understanding that that is a theme present on the mind of all of us here in the community. He started on uh, the importance of why kids are, in fact, going back to school. People ask me a lot of times uh, here in the last week or two, why? Why are we opening up our schools? And um, one, uh, people want to have school. Our, our students want to go back to school. Our parents want them to go back to school. Our teachers want to be in school teaching. Uh, we understand the significant importance of our public school system and the ability for our people to go there and learn and develop skills, become productive members of society. It's the building block upon which we, in fact, function. It's, it's an indelicate rationale, and the governor didn't mention it there, but one of the truths is something I have observed and I feel myself, and I've heard this from so many parents uh, who would like to get back to work and return to some semblance of normalcy. Uh, there is great importance placed on the, uh, the need to get back to school so that parents uh, can get back to work. All right? The kids being at home throughout the spring uh, was, was a great disruption. And I know uh, that, you know, parents have to answer this question throughout the summer, and so uh, maybe there's not great reason to complain about it now, but, uh, but no. No, no, no. There, there, there is uh, reason 
for, you know, in terms of logistical questions, uh, for students to be back in the classroom to free up that time for mom and dad. Not calling school babysitting by any stretch of the imagination, but it is an important feature. It is uh, valuable for parents to have their children in a place uh, that allows them the freedom and flexibility and the peace of mind knowing their children are somewhere safe uh, with an adult in charge so that they can go uh, return to work and get back to the important task of providing a roof to place over folks' heads, clothes on their back, food in their belly. All right, uh, moving on. In this, uh, this press conference, which took place today, uh, there was a question about testing, uh, specifically testing capacity and the nature of the tests which are being conducted. Nate Checkets, as I mentioned, filling in for Dr. Angela Dunn. He's serving as deputy director of the Utah Department of Health. Talked a bit about how COVID-19 testing is different than other tests. Testing for COVID-19 is a little different than some of the other testing that we do for other diseases. If you think about something like strep throat, if you get tested for that and found out are positive, then there's an action that we can take uh, that you and your medical uh, professional, your doctor, can, can go through to address that and um, treat the disease. Unfortunately, with COVID-19 being a viral disease and the state of uh, our medicine today, we don't have uh, direct treatments for We're going to jump down a little bit, uh, move ahead further in this press conference. There is, as the numbers have been released each day and references made, of course, to the seven-day rolling average, uh, there are many who have been also paying close attention to the number of lab tests conducted. And they have seen that number over time decline. And the natural reaction to that is, oh, well, of course the seven-day average is going to go down because the, the, the overall nest number of tests uh, has gone down. And so should the seven-day rolling average really be uh, a measure of our progress in our battle against this disease? Well, I, I think yes. And I was hoping at some point to hear an explanation like the one delivered today by Nate Checkets on why testing has declined. Our best uh, information seems to be that there, are, there is less uh, prevalence of the disease in, in the state, and that is, there's been less demand based on that. As we talk to our sample collection partners, so the University of Utah and Intermountain, and those others that are operating the sites on the front line, uh, they're reporting the same thing and have been over the last uh, couple of weeks where they've been reporting 20 30% reductions in the number of people coming into their sites. Did you catch that? There is a reduction in the number of people approaching these testing sites seeking, uh, seeking a COVID-19 test. Why is that? Well, there are a number of uh, things you could speculate. You heard the doctor say there that maybe uh, we, in fact, are seeing a decreased prevalence in this virus here in the state of Utah. I, I, I like that theory. And it makes sense, too. The, the instructions that we've been given, if we should manifest one of the six symptoms, which indicate uh, having contracted the COVID virus, uh, then we ought to get tested. And so if there are fewer individuals in our state exhibiting such symptoms, well, then, of course, fewer individuals are going to go to seek a test. This is wonderful, wonderful news. It was buried there in the middle of the press conference, but I want you uh, to know that I think it is the most important piece of information delivered, that there is a very, very strong indicator that we here in Utah are in fact seeing uh, you know, not, not, not just improved methods in terms of handling this, but a decreased prevalence in the disease, a decreased prevalence. That means it is infecting fewer people, and that is exactly the goal. 
And we've made this progress uh, by exhibiting and exercising good common sense and good personal liberty. I'm going to take a break right now. When we come back, I want to uh, change our view for a second. We're going to have a look at unemployment numbers here in the state of Utah and some of the advice being given from the Department of Workforce Services as Congress continues to debate whether or not and how exactly they will be passing a subsequent stimulus package. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.